Scotty, you picked the best music for our guests. Kick start my heart. First of all, let me welcome Britton Gray in. Hello, Britton Gray. Hello, Drew. We have a special guest today. Why don't you introduce him? Yes, we're going to talk to uh, kicker Brett Lothar, who signed a new three-year deal staying in Saskatchewan. Brett, thank you very much for joining the program. Appreciate having you on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, let me ask you the big question. Why? What, after the two seasons you've just gone through, why would you say, yes, I'm with the Riders for three more years? What is, what is drawing you back to this team? The best place to play football in the league, best people out here, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And not just that, I mean, I believe in what we're kind of going to turn around here. And, you know, the first three, four years here, we were kind of first or second in the West and had a couple of tough seasons. So, you know, you can't cry about it. It's just both moving forward. And I think we're making the right moves to do that. You know, we, we've been talking a lot about, you know, in hockey and every other sport, when there's a team that's, that's winning a lot and you've been good for a, a good period of time and then things don't work and you start to go in a different direction and then you have to start to rebuild and everything else. Is there a definitive feel that changes within the team? Um, maybe a little bit or different positions and guys. I think it's different in each and every sport too, you know, size of locker room or, um, depending what's going on. But, uh, you know, for, for us the last couple of years, it wasn't like we had a, a bad group or anything. It's just, it's pro sports and it doesn't always work out. But, um, like I said before, I think we're the, the team and, and J.O. and the whole organization is making some, some really good moves right now and probably some more to come here in free agency to, you know, set the team up to kind of make the Riders great again here. The most consistent kicker in the CFL is joining us. He's re-signed with Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Brett Lothar. Britton? Brett, just Kent Majeri is one of the few holdovers from the previous staff coming back, special teams coordinator. What does he kind of bring to that room and what's made him so good in that position? I think just uh, the person he is off the field as much as um, as, as good as a, a coach he is as well. Um, he, you know, he really listens to the input from the guys, and I think that's important. And um, not just that, like, you know, he was someone I was in his corner for, I guess, kind of going to bat just to, you know, say, like, this is someone, you know, potentially we could retain. Like, um, he can really do big things. And I think our special teams have shown glimpses of that the past, like, couple years and, um, for the past few years, to be honest, uh, Mario doing his thing and some of the blocking schemes. And then, uh, you know, Korzak had an unbelievable season last year as well. And a lot of that is uh, attributed to the coaching and the schemes and stuff as well. So I'm super excited that, you know, not only Ken, but being back with Adam and, and Jorgen and Mario and, and all those guys, I'm, I just couldn't be happier right now. What does it mean to you to sign a three-year deal here? I, we know about your story, Hamilton, out of football, come to Saskatchewan, been here five years now. So what's it mean to sign a three-year deal with a team that wants to keep you here, keep you here for a long-term time? Yeah, this is, you know, my second chance at kind of life in the CFL, and this is home for me, and I couldn't imagine, you know, putting on another uniform or playing anywhere else and. Um, it means the world to me, to be honest. You know, I can kind of settle down a little more here now and uh, get a place and just got engaged and stuff too, start a family. So there's a lot of things off the field, but um, just trying to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's, you know, trying to go out there and win football games uh, for, for the riders in this province. Brett Lothar joining us. Uh, Brett, though, <clears throat> I've got to be honest with you. 
I'm a little concerned about your first and next big matchup um, regarding your first competition you've been in for a while, February 3rd at Merlis Belcher Place. I'm a little concerned about the team you're going up against. Why didn't you explain who Team Lothar is playing against and what it's all about? Yeah, um, we're going to be playing against Team Getzlaff, and, you know, there's going to be more than one Getzlaff there as well. So uh, <laughs> a little bit a little bit of stiff competition, but, you know, who doesn't love a good underdog story? So we're taking all the, the doubt and negativity right now on our side, and um, we're looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a fun event. I mean, couldn't be more thankful to have not only Chris, but Brian kind of coming up to the game and, you know, those two brothers in this province and what they've done here, not only, like, with the Rough Riders, but off the field with uh, Brian and Chris volunteering their time and, um, not only just them, you know, there's still some big announcements we got coming this week that can't touch on yet, but February 3rd, Merlis Belcher plays up there in Saskatoon. Um, we're hoping to fill that up, and, you know, we're just thankful to have all the sponsors we have, the former current players, the NHL alumni, and uh, just kind of coming together to raise some money for, which is all going back to kids in the province and something I care about a lot, and, you know, it's why we can go around and do the mental wellness talks and the rider reading and everything. Um, you know, the fans kind of give us so much and have given me so much of my time here. It's just a, a bit of a way of saying a small thank you back. Can you just well, go, go, sorry, can you go to that in a little bit? You're the Tom Pate award winner. Uh, or we'll give him the award at the CFL awards. You've been very active in the community. Why is it important for players like yourself to do this, do these charity events and do these hockey games for Saskatchewan? Well, I mean, it's a community owned team first and we're not here without the fans and the community. And, you know, I'm from a, uh, uh, kind of a similar size province and I always say the people are the same and you know they've treated me like gold out here and have given me so much and it's such a privilege to wear green and go out there and try to you know do my best to, to win games for them I know it always doesn't work out and I, I miss some too but you know I'm trying trying everything I can in the off season to get better each and every day to, to kind of hold up my end of the bargain and I'm just so uh, thankful I guess for them for you know, believing in me and, and kind of how much they've given me. And just, you know, from day one here in Sask in 2018, you know, I still remember going out and missing my first kick and then kind of rattling off about 20 in a row there. But just no one wavered. Everyone has just kind of been in my corner from day one. So I'm just extremely thankful for the opportunity. Brett Lothar joining us from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, you talk about missing kicks. I got to ask you, do you feel when Tyler Bass goes out there game on the line or at least tying up the game on the line and he goes wide right that's it that's the end as a kicker what what are you thinking in that time like after he missed when, it or yeah when, when you're when you're when you're watching him and then when you're watching them and after he he misses it i mean it's tough you know there's uh the world we live in now it's it's not easy to especially go out there and have the whole game kind of come down to you in such a, you know, the magnitude of where, where sports is and even the NFL and how many eyes are on you. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a, another 100-plus plays in that game that were, you know, I'm sure they didn't all go perfect. Um, it, it's your job to go out and make that too, and that's all I care about It's just going out and trying to be reliable and, you know, trustworthy for the guys, especially at the end of the game, to, to put them through. And, you know, I'm sure someday, you know, one won't. And, 
just like a lot in the season, but for the most part, it's just trying to do your best to make sure that you hold up your end of the bargain. You know how hard the players are working, you know, you know how many families and um, are involved in, you know, the organization upstairs, downstairs, how many people care about the riders and all the fans paying, you know, a lot of dollars to go see that. So nothing, nothing makes you feel worse than when you're missing, but uh, you know, you kind of feel for him. It sucks. You know, he didn't go out there and want to or try to miss that. But at the same time, that's uh, that's sports and that's football. And it's kind of the beauty of the game. That's tough, though, eh? I mean, that's uh, how, how quickly can you clear the mechanism after you've missed one? And you don't you don't miss that often. Sorry, how quickly? What was it? Can you clear the can you clear your brain? Can you can you let it go? Oh, right away. I mean, I don't think I'm still here kicking today. If I, you know, when I was younger, I couldn't say that for sure. But um, one of the things I try to preach to kids, especially with kicking and um, what I'm doing is, you know, I just try to go one for one. So it doesn't matter um, if I made my last one and, you know, it was a 56 yard game winner or if I missed my last one from 10 yards, the the best, uh, the best thing I can do to give this organization and the fans and, and, you know, the whole province, a, a chance at winning a game is worrying about the next kick and just going one for one and then moving on. So, you know, you never get too happy when you make one. You're never too down when you miss one. Just kind of stay even keel. And uh, for me, it, it doesn't matter if I miss one. Uh, I believe that I'm going to go out and make the next one each and every time. And I think that's why it's uh, I'm still kicking the ball today. So I want to talk about um, one more time the the big game. On the third, I noticed there there are a few a few names that have been released. Um, you're going to be there, of course, on captain of uh, team author Chris Getzlaff, captain of team Getzlaff. Braden Lenny is going to be there. Jason Claremont, Claremont, um, a guy that I know. Um, uh, I've been around him in his playing career when he's with the Oilers. When I was broadcasting the Oilers games, one of my favorite people in the National like one of my favorite people. Period. Eric Griba is he on your team? Do you know yet, or you have to draft? No, we haven't split up the rosters yet. Um, okay. Extremely thankful that that grab is coming though as well, and yeah. um, I think there's going to be even you know this week and next week a few other not only NHL but Rough Rider names that are going to come out that uh, will be some pretty big names, and everyone should be pretty fired up that they're coming back for a game here. Bitsy's coming too. Byron Bits is going to be there, so that's pretty cool. But the other thing is, in, in addition to the great stars that are coming in, a lucky fan will have a chance to bid to play on a team is that, is that yeah that's uh that's correct that actually closed up just last week uh the day oh, okay of, sorry uh, ryan's announcement but um that's just something we incorporated this year you know to kind of give the ultimate fan experience you know you get to we're paying for everything you get to be behind the scenes in the dressing room beautiful uh, the vip reception and and everything along with the game so each and every new year you know we're trying to raise a little more money with that spot to like i said the money's going back to the kids in the province and that's really the the main reason for the weekend so what kind of player are you i mean you're gonna have to come watch and find out <laughs> <laughs> No, I That's think a good I do all right around here. Um, I get on a few skates a week and, you know, played a little junior hockey as well. And um, I think I can hold up my end of the bargain. But, yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And I know there's going to be some pretty stiff competition this year. So so February 3rd, 12.30 p.m., Merlis Belcher Place in Saskatoon. Tickets are available. It's going to be a great afternoon, great evening. There's a lot of great fun things for the whole family, especially the kids. 
Uh, Brett, thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming on the program. And as always, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show, but even better to have you back in Saskatchewan. No, I appreciate you guys more than you'll probably ever know. So thanks for having <laughs> me again. And um, I'm sure we'll be crossing paths soon. Yeah, see you out in uh, training camp, Brett. Okay, see you guys. <laughs> that is Brett Lother. Britain's going to stick around. We're going to have a quick talk about the uh, playoffs and what he sees coming up on the weekend. It's the Green Zone, 650 CKOM, 980 CJME. Well, let's get right to it. Britain Gray, Britain, your thoughts on the weekend of football in the NFL? Well, Lamar Jackson's as dynamic as usual. He completely uh, tore apart the Houston Texans defense. Uh, Brock Purdy, I have to give him credit, led the comeback that I've been waiting to see him lead. We'll see how he does against Detroit because that is a team that is firing and has a lot of belief in themselves and has a quarterback who has been to a Super Bowl in Jared Goff. Yes. Physical. They are very physical. Gibbs, what a fine Gibbs was for them. That running back, he is dynamic. And then, I mean, I've heard you talk about Josh Allen, great or not. I think he's in that tier just below the elites, just below someone like a Joe Burrow who's been to a Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. But this had to be the year they had to beat Kansas City. Otherwise, you have to, you're not going to get rid of Josh Allen. Josh Allen's there, there to stay, but the rest of that kind of core and how they approach it, Something has to change, but if you couldn't get it done this season. Yeah, it's the, the Tony Romo exited out uh, yesterday. You can't run it back. You got to make some changes in Buffalo. This was the season. And Josh Allen played a very good football game. Mm-hmm. He had 72 yards rushing, two touchdowns, only 186 passing, but there were three drops that were massive. But that last throw, the third and nine throw, I understand going for the end zone because the play was. The play was there. Yeah. But oh, if you get digs underneath, who knows what happens there? Yeah, exactly. It's great quarterback play. It's just he runs into these quarterbacks with better teams around them at points. Uh, you can make their obviously Kansas City this year might not have been the better team, but Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey work their magic as usual. Like I said they've lost to Joe Burrow, so they're it's not like they're losing to teams that they should beat. They're just not able to find a way to get over the hump of a team who really matches up well against them. Welcome back to the program. It is now time to drop the gloves and uh, very glad to have on the program today the president, or I'm sorry, commissioner. Is it president or commissioner, Mr. Housen, of the American Hockey League? Hi, Drew. It's president and CEO. I already did. I like that. That's way better than commissioner. That's way better than Bettman's tag, without a doubt. How are you, sir? I am good. How are you? So nice to talk to you again. Haven't seen you in a while, um, uh, but I'm glad to, I'm glad that we're going to be getting together in a couple of weeks and celebrating the American Hockey League. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've, I've been broadcasting a few of the uh, AHL games for the for the CUDA in San Jose. It's been fun. It's fun hockey to watch. Really good players, skilled players. Teams are fast. Um, this is what your fifth year as uh, president. Uh, I got the job in 20, so really fourth year. Yeah, fourth, fourth year. I would say fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, yeah. when, when you look at this league and the the entertainment value of the league, um, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Well, it's it's like generally in, in hockey, and I don't have to tell you this, the players are so good. They're, they're <laughs> so much better than they were even 10 years ago and 15 years ago. They're stronger. They're faster. The game has been such a great place, and we benefit from that because we get 
the best young players uh, that aren't quite ready for the NHL. And, uh, and we have a great product. It's affordable. I don't have to tell you that. And, uh, and it's, it's just wonderful to watch these players compete, uh, family entertainment. And, um, and uh, you know, the All-Star Game's a celebration of that. We're going to have a lot of great young players there that will have uh, great NHL careers. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great weekend in San Jose at Tech CU and the 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 skills competition. I'm really looking forward to as well. But let's go back to you uh, for a second. This is not like you didn't have a history with the American Hockey League from a player and then as a manager. There is when you talk to guys who have been involved in the AHL, there is not only an affiliation and a relationship, but there's a deep love for that league and what it's been able to do for their careers throughout life um can you talk to me about that yeah yeah and that's so true i started in the ahl i i was practicing law in toronto and i started i i, I was uh, hired by glenn sater to manage the oilers farm team and i stayed connected to the ahl uh, ahl throughout my whole you know uh management life in the nhl uh grew up i was a player for a while i i didn't coach but I was uh, manager and served on the board of governors and uh, on several committees, and and it really, I mean, I have a passion for it. And when the job came open, and it's really a credit to, it's really credit to what Dave Andrews built over you know uh, 26 years before I got on board. And when the job became available, it just it just seemed like a natural to me because of my passion and my love for for the league and what it's done for me. Uh, hockey's been very good to me, and uh, and the AHL is a big part of that. President of the AHL, President and CEO of the American Hockey League, Scott Housen, joining us on the Green Zone. The aspect of the the your tenure in so far as president of the club, um, we've seen this league now expand to 32 teams, Coachella Valley being the uh, the 32nd team. But what else have you been able to to bring into the league? Because it's a couple of important things, I believe. Well. The, the the biggest probably one of the biggest accomplishments we had, and you would be very familiar with this because of uh, your connection with San Jose, is we had teams playing different amount of games. Right. And uh, we had we had you know when the Pacific Division was started uh, seven or eight years ago, they wanted to play less games, more practice time, and we found a way to make that work. But it was really an awkward look for our league where. Some teams, one division was playing only 68, team, 68 games and another division was playing 70, or the rest of the league was playing 76. And when I got the job, Drew, I, I, I thought that we'd be able to accomplish something here. I didn't know what happened right away. It just so happened that circumstances came together. A lot of our teams sacrificed and we got to a 72-game schedule. So that would be, I guess, the first thing uh, that comes to mind. The other thing we did, and this was at the behest of the NHL teams, is we... Uh, expanded our playoff format. So now we're at mm-hmm. 23 teams making the playoffs instead of 16. And that was really driven by the NHL coaches and managers wanting their young players to play more meaningful games as we got towards the end of the year. And it's worked out really well. Not only are there more playoff games, but the games leading into the playoffs are much more meaningful because you have more teams uh, vying for spots. And I think the first year we tried it, uh, with about 10 days left, there were only three teams that were eliminated from the playoffs completely. <laughs> so, um, so it's really worked. The, the games are more meaningful, and it's giving uh, our prospects, NHL prospects, more more meaningful games. But I often think about baseball compared to hockey. In minor league baseball, the playoffs are over 
in like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and the play baseball just doesn't, they, they don't value it like hockey does. Hockey really puts a lot of value in how you perform in the playoffs, going through the two month grind to get to the end. And, uh, and so we're, we've really been able to accomplish that, I think, in our league and, and put the players, uh, give them more, more stress and more tests to hopefully become better. <laughs> Scott Housen, president and CEO of the American Hockey League joins us. You talk about the National Hockey League. How much collaboration, how much talk, how much back and forth is there between you and the NHL? There's a lot. There's yeah. <laughs> uh, are, you know, and, and to get through our COVID year, for those of your listeners that, that don't know, we did play a partial season during COVID, and that was really because the NHL said we were going to play, and they, they really, I mean, the millions and millions of dollars that were spent on testing and getting us through that with no crowds, that was really uh, that was really driven by the NHL. So there's a lot of collaboration. I'll give you another example. Uh, last March, Bill Daly came to me and said, uh, you know, we'd really like, our NHL GMs would really like the American League to uh, uh, mandate cut-resistant sleeves and socks for your players. Uh, the NHL players aren't as warm to it right now. You know, it's hard to get used to. It's a little bit like the visor issue was 10, 15 years ago. So right. we went to work we worked with our players association. Now we have mandated cut resistant sleeves and socks for our players. And eventually that will, you know, gravitate to the NHL. And uh, we had the unfortunate tragedy in England this year that really brought it to the forefront in terms of neck guards. But, uh, but hopefully we're going to make the game safer. And that's what we're here for. We're here to try some things. And, uh, and then hopefully that translates to the NHL. Let's talk about the, uh, just a very short time coming up very quickly, uh, February 4th and 5th, the All-Star Weekend with Monday game, which I think is really good, and in San Jose at TechCU Arena. This seems to me, I've been involved in a few meetings uh, so far about this, and I'm very fortunate to be able to, uh, to help out with your broadcasting. This seems like a very labor-intensive project. It is. It's it's labor intensive for the host team, and it's and it's labor intensive for the league too. Uh, our our staff is. Uh, we don't have a big staff. We have a seventeen person staff, and I can tell you, all hands are on deck for this. Yes, we will all be <laughs> up, out there for this, and it's a big event for our league. We get on national television. Uh, it's a big event for our players. Last year in Laval, we had a terrific event, and our players really rose to the occasion and, and competed hard. And I, I don't have to tell you that the names that, that have gone through and, and participated oh. in, in uh, AHL All-Star Games, whether it's Miko Rantanen, Kyle Palmieri, William Nylander, uh, Lucas Dostal, who you might be familiar with now in Anaheim. He was in the, in the game last year. And then we've, got, we've had some Sharks come through, like Logan Couture and Capo uh, Cacton and Mackenzie Blackwood. So it's really... It's really a lot of there's there's a high percentage of these players that will go on to have very good NHL careers. Well, Scott Housen, President and CEO of the American Hockey League, joining us. There's no doubt that the good teams know that you have to develop your players to in the American Hockey League if you want to have good NHLers. It's it's been proven again and again and again, and you can also say that with the coaches. But when you look at this All Star Weekend, it's going to be a, it's going to be really unique. Maybe if you wouldn't mind to kind of explain it, how you're, how we are playing the AHL weekend, and also some of the other things that are going on besides the actual game itself on on Monday. Yeah, so uh, we we time this uh, very carefully. So we we just come out 
come at the back end of the NHL All-Star Weekend. We do it every every year this way, so we get sort of the Sunday and Monday to ourselves. And uh, Sunday will be the skills competition, and uh, and then Monday we have our Hall of Fame induction uh, in the morning, and everybody attends that. The, the current players attend that. We'll be inducting uh, four people into our AHL Hall of Fame, including Roy Summer, who you're very familiar with, who's had an outstanding AHL career. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure he's get past uh, uh, with some of the things he did in the AHL coaching for the Sharks' primary affiliate. And then we have our... Uh, we have our all-star challenge that night where we have, we have four divisions, uh, and there's six games, 10 minutes each. It goes really quickly. It's three on three, and then we crown a champion at the end. So, um, those, that's sort of the highlight of the festivities. And, uh, and, and like I said, last year was, was special for me. It was my first all-star game as the president, uh, because COVID had canceled the previous two. And I was so impressed with how the players uh, first of all, cooperated and, but really competed because sometimes you don't, you don't get that competition here, but they, you know. <laughs> we, whether it was luck or whatever, we got it last year. One of the things that bugs me about the NHL All-Star game is that you don't get that, but you definitely saw it last year in Laval. Um, and it was a really terrific event. Another great thing is uh, at the Hall of Fame, a, a good Saskatchewan guy is being brought in. I think his family will be there. I've, I've known Mr. Eamon, uh, Jerry Tex Eamon who was a great AHL player and also uh, scouted and was a, one of the architects of the New York Islanders Stanley Cup dynasty. Um, I've known uh, Teresa, um, his daughter, for a long time. And Bruce, great, great people. Uh, Mr. Eamon is being inducted in the Hall of Fame. He is, and it's a special one for me, Drew, because um, when I, I I had a brief career uh, in pro hockey, five years, yes. uh New York Islander system and Jerry Texeman was, I think, the head scout when I joined in. So yep. um, I know so I'm a little bit. Last year we inducted Bill Torrey, uh, who had strong AHL ties, and now and that was special for me. Now there's another Islander coming uh, in in uh, Jerry Eman, so we're looking forward to that. So before I let you go, the game will be telecast. Um, it will be on on national TV in, in Canada. Exactly where is it on? I should, I should know uh, that one, but no, you told me. Yeah, it's on TSN. It's on, uh, it's on uh, the, the NHL network in the States. Great. Beautiful. Great stuff. Uh, Scott, great talking to you again. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for coming on and educating us a little bit more about the American Hockey League. It's a, it's a great league. It's fun to watch. And, you know, you talk about them competing in the All-Star game. They compete 60 minutes every game. It's a fun league to watch. Yeah. It sure is, and uh, we're we're looking forward to next uh, in coming up quickly in two weeks. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Scott. Thanks. Bye bye. Scott Housen, American Hockey League president and CEO. The American Hockey League All Star Game is on February fourth and fifth. This the skills competition, and then the fifth. And you heard it is six ten minute games. They go at it real quick. It will be on TSN, and I'm sorry to tell you that you will be listening and looking at my pretty face, but even better looking ties uh, on that broadcast as well. I'm really excited about being able to broadcast that and get the opportunity to be a privilege and an honor. We'll be back on the Green Zone, 650 CKOM, 980 CJME.